This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. Warm Springs Tribal Council elections were last spring with a new council term that began in May. We get a six-month update from our Tribal Council Chairman. This is Jonathan W. Smith, Agency District, Tribal Council Chairman of the 29th Tribal Council. So we've been working with our Tribal Council now since uh, May, and it's a brand new Tribal Council. We have five freshman Tribal Councilmen. And, uh, you know, during that time, we've set up our elected our new officers. You know, I'm the chairman. Uh, we have Raymond Moody, Captain Moody. He's the vice chairman. And uh, we hired uh, Robert Bruno as our secretary treasurer. And so we have our officers in place. You know, we have our delegation out there doing, um, representing the tribes, you know, when they go to uh, places like uh, AT&I, uh, NCAI. Um, AT&I is Affiliated Tribes of Northwest Indians. Uh, NCAI is the National Congress of American Indians. Um, we have folks who are at the Intertribal Timber Council, IAC, uh, Intertribal Agricultural Council, Indian Gaming, and uh, Legislative Commission on Indian Services, and CRITFIC. So we, we kind of put our team in place. And that was one of some of the first things that we've done is put our teams in place, um, get them out there, get them learning their roles and their responsibilities and their functions. and sat down with our tribal attorneys, went over the major documents, um, talked about our term, talked about some of our main priorities, the goals, and, uh, you know, talked about getting the public more involved with, you know, how we um, make our decisions. Right now, the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs through NCAI, AT&I, and with state and federal representation is focused on advocating for ICWA. There's a big, um, right now, there's a big concern for protecting the Indian Child Welfare Act. Um, right now, it's at the Supreme Court, and so the tribes have been very proactive at going forward and supporting initiative to protect the Indian Child Welfare Act and going out and talking with our congressional delegation, our local state, and our federal delegation, and making sure our voice is at the table, making sure we're at the table, and saying, okay, well, we understand Supreme Court's making a decision right now, but we want to make sure that our treaty interests and our sovereignty, you know, is protected in this process as well. And we want to work with our state and federal partners to make that happen. So that's a major one that, that we've been working on lately. Um, another Supreme Court case was the one in Oklahoma, the one that was the Horita case. And that one talks about tribal sovereignty, you know, and states exerting their authority over uh, certain tribes there. And it was a response to the McGirt case. And so we've been very proactive on that as well, making sure that we protect our sovereignty and making sure that they understand that we're a non-280 tribe and that we have actual you know, treaty rights and sovereignty and we want to make sure we protect that for, you know, from now and into the future. So those are major things that, that, that I can think of right away. Chairman Smith says policy work at the national level is only a part of what Tribal Council tackles. Most recently, the 2023 tribal budget process has taken place. So we've had our hearings, our, our public hearings, and our um, had our meetings with our districts. And tribal council representatives met with our districts and conducted public meetings to receive public input. Uh, the tribal council took all the public input into consideration when approving the tribal budget this year. Uh, we made several attempts at having a general council, but it didn't work out this year with all the recent loss in the community. Um, the nights that we chose, there was, you know, funerals going on, and we just had a, such a, a sudden, uh, you know, um, things happening right at the end of the month. It just didn't take place. So 
And Tribal Council took action on Wednesday, November 23rd to support our tribal members with a special distribution payment that will happen December 15th, 2022 as well. Um, tribal Council debated on this and talked about it for a long time. And, you know, we talked about the future and making sure we have enough money to address these things, you know, with our water, everything that's going on. He wanted to make sure, you know, with our infrastructure that those things were taken into consideration as well. So, you know, we compromised and says, hey, let's, you know, give them something so that we can help our, you know, our tribal members out. Warm Springs Tribal Council Chairman Jonathan Smith says there are ongoing issues for the tribal government as we continue to come out of the impacts from the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, the, the finance department was having challenges down there uh, with uh, capacity development and being behind, you know, some, you know, with uh, COVID happening, you know, we had a lot of people, you know, leave their positions down there. Um, with the whole organization, in fact, and it's not just the tribe, it's the state and the feds, they're having challenges as well. And so some of the things that Tribal Council looked at was, okay, how do we retain some of our employees? How do we make sure that we, you know, can retain some of those folks and, and look at bringing on new people and competing, you know, competitively with the surrounding market? So that's when Tribal Council went ahead and approved an adjustment to the um, salary table and they moved it up 16% for those folks who are performing well and they do their appraisals and stuff. And so we wanted to make sure that we retain those employees who we've invested in, who who work for the tribe, and they stay here. Because when we first came in, there was a, um, there was a lot of folks that in positions that were vacant. So we wanted to make sure those folks were um, you know protected, that they didn't feel like they were being overlooked or anything. And so we looked in the um, the ARPA, you know, the funding, and our SD says yes. Uh, there's actually a payment that was supposed to have been scheduled to be paid out, and it never was. So. We supported and approved that payment for the tribal workers, and they should have got that previously. And so we, we did that was one of the first things is addressed, you know, keeping our employees here, here on the reservation, keep us working because without our employees, you know, it's, it's really a, a really challenge for us. So, um, yeah, our finance, uh, we're, we're behind on our um, some of our books, you know, and so we brought in a firm to help us catch up down there and to do some capacity development, to do some training, monitoring and compliance and, you know, we're looking forward and looking, it's looking positive right now where things are starting to be addressed and we should see some really good improvement here soon. Smith says the tribal budget process for 2023 has been a learning experience. So um, when this tribal council was in the process of developing our budget, it became very apparent that we needed to increase our revenues. And, um, you know, one thing you can reduce budgets, but you can only reduce them so far before they become non-existent. And you start, you know, impacting services that are really important to our tribal members. So that's one of the things that became very apparent was we need to increase our revenue. So that's one of the things that's coming right down the road. So we got the budget process in place and we're going to start um, having discussions this month, in fact, about looking at some of that Bluestone plan, looking at these other plans that they have, like with Ikana and looking at these other organizations who are willing to come in sit down with us and, and help us organize, you know, what our priorities are and to set out this roadmap for the organization and for us as a tribal council governing body. The Bluestone Group has been involved with Warm Springs for a few years. Smith explains their role. Okay, so I have a limited understanding in working with Bluestone. So they're a group, um, they're like a consulting service and they, they help tribes, you know, do comprehensive planning, do a lot of uh, 
um, all, all kinds of work. They have a broad category of uh, range of products and services. They offer tribes, and they come in and help tribes administratively complete these things. And so what they did for us was they went out and conducted surveys, did analysis on the tribe, and says, okay, well, you have some challenges here, you have some issues, you have some tribal member concerns, and looking at what kind of system you have, here is a list of priorities and projects and where you need and how you can address those things. And so um, they, when they transferred from that last tribal council into this tribal council, um, we still haven't approved that um, approach yet or that process because it's a new table. So um, we're looking at that. And we see that there's some need to, you know, modify and change those things. And we're looking at possibly, you know, supporting some of those things and moving forward with them. I mean, we already paid for that analysis to happen. So we're looking to implement some of those things. It includes economic development. It includes looking at, um, looking at our buildings with our HVACs, um, our HVAC systems, you know, heating and cooling. Talks about capacity development, our training issues, and it talks about our admin and our challenges we have down there. Um, it talks about, um, you know, what we can do in like the ARPA fund. You need to use that fund for um, for help in the community. And one of those ways that they've identified and will working for the community is using some money to, as seed money to go out and get more grant funding and to use that as uh, a pivot funding and seed money to, to go out and access some of that funding. So... That was really important when we were talking about the budget was, okay, if we're going to need to repair our water treatment plant, we're going to have to look at, you know, upgrading our infrastructure. We had to look at economic development, and without infrastructure, we can't have economic development. So those are huge conversations that we're going to have here in the future. The chairman for the 29th Tribal Council is Jonathan Smith. He talks about the issues council has been faced with in their first six months of service. Yeah, so some of the first things that, that we've identified when we first came on was, of course, addressing the COVID-19 epidemic and, and, you know, trying to come out of this post, you know, COVID-19 era and seeing what that's done, you know, financially to the tribe, impacts it's had to our uh, employees, you know, with our staff. Um, you know, the second one is the water system, you know, um, tribes form that water task force, you know, working with the state, working with the feds. And, you know, working out a good plan and the tribes just recently um, signed an MOU to start that process and to start planning and, and to getting a water treatment plant. Another one C was the employee retention and recruitment. You know, we wanted to make sure that we could compete with the outside, you know, communities and make sure we can keep our employees focused and keep them compensated to, to keep them working for the tribes and also try to try to recruit some folks and get them in our tribal market, you know, for working for us. Um, the finance department, of course, that was a, a big one with us, you know, capacity development, training and investing in our employees, um, bringing in a, um, a company to catch us up and help do this capacity development, um, catching up with our financial audits from previous years, uh, enhancing on and focusing on compliance and performance issues for the tribe, um, getting our phone system operational. That was the one right there, you know. Um, came in and uh, none of the phones for the tribes worked, you know, not even down at tribal council. So that was a big issue for us. So we wanted to make sure that we could, you know, make telephone calls, we can receive them, we can communicate. And so we um, we had a temporary agreement right now with Bentel, you know, and they're working with Warm Springs Telecom, you know, and Telecom's right now got this new equipment for, you know, for taking over. But right now we're going through Bentel until they can learn how to use their new equipment, until they can, you know, go out and engineer that equipment and make the connections 
And meanwhile, we're using Bentel so that we can start, you know, communicating effectively and, you know, do the things that we need to get done. Phone and internet connectivity issues have been ongoing for the tribes and the people of Warm Springs. For tribal departments, the Office of Information Systems is typically their first call for help. So they call them and, uh, you know, try to, you know, try to work through the problems. And some of the things that, that we've talked about, you know, is, is having an on-site OIT person, you know, and making sure we have that director, that manager here and having them ready for you know, anything that happens to us. I, I recently had a training. I went down to a National Congress of American Indians and we were talking about um, digital security and digital sovereignty and talked about this information that the tribe has and who owns it and how we protect it and how we make sure that we have uh, the proprietary rights on that data and how we monitor that and who's looking out after our best interests. So that made me think, okay, well, um, who is doing that for us? Do we have the codes in place? Do we have policies in place? Do we have these things that we're going to need going in the future to make sure that our sovereignty is protected on the internet everywhere, you know? So that's one thing that really, um, really, I guess, sunk in with me and resonated with me. Tribal enrollment, possible adoption election. Yeah, adoption election. So tribal community members have been asking us about that election. And that's something that remains high on our to-do list. So we're talking about next year sometime on following through upon that. So we've talked about that, and it sounds like this tribal council wants to um, do something about it, possibly have an election. Uh, the 509J agreement. The memorandum of agreement between the Warm Springs tribes and the Jefferson County 509J school board. 509J agreement right now is under the development. We have a couple tribal council representatives um, talking and working with the education committee and working with the 509J board. And they're kind of looking at the details of this agreement. So they're going to report back down the road. Economic development. One of the things that we want to focus on is working with our tribal enterprises. This tribal council wants to sit down and, and work with our tribal enterprises um, to talk about um, short-term, uh, mid-term, and long-term planning and see how we can be more efficient and see how we can bring better value back for the tribes. That's one thing that we want to focus on. Um, again, looking at planning uh, and feasibility and innovation projects. Uh, one of the things that we're looking at, of course, is the hemp, you know, tribal council um, supported the, you know, and took out and said, asked the community and said, do you guys want to pursue hemp and cannabis? And so that's one thing that we've been following up on this new tribal council. And one of the things that they have is the industrial hemp project work group. And they're talking about the industrial side of hemp, you know, making shirts. Um, they're talking about making insulation, uh, making uh, hempcrete, actually, uh, making ropes, all kinds of fiber. Um, so that's, that's one that's really huge right now. Um, I talked to the work group and the work group, and I asked some things like uh, bioplastic, if they've thought about, you know, making these disposable bags that you take to the grocers making them out of hemp, um, the plastic bottles that everyone has for water, making those out of biodegradable plastic made from hemp, you know, things like that. So they said, yeah, that technology is there, and it, it depends on, you know, what you want to pursue first. So we've got some experienced company owners who, you know, work out of, you know, band and sisters, and they've came down and talked to us about this. So we're, we're definitely very interested in it. So on our economic development, another thing we've talked about, of course, is with the renewable energy uh, feasibility, you know, talking about solar panels, talking about other things that are available in the infrastructure bill, you know, that came out for tribes 
tribes have the land, the resources, you know, out here to, to develop those things. A lot of places don't have these things. And so that's one of the things that we have is we have the land to put up some of these projects. So they're doing feasibility and looking at some of that stuff right now. So hopefully we'll be hearing positive developments out of that. The government right now is facing serious challenges right now. And so, you know, we're, we're addressing those challenges issue by issue and piece by piece and identifying the highest priorities and going forward from there, you know, and, and some of the things that we're looking at, um, I guess, you know, coming into the new year, we're looking at uh, implementing our water treatment plant, you know, uh, the plan for the replacement of it. We just signed an MOU. Um, we're looking at the new Warm Springs Correctional Facility up here, uh, replacing that. Um, we're looking at getting a plan in place for um, the old mill site and getting that cleaned up and getting it ready for economic development as well. Uh, establishing a risk mitigation plan and investment for the reservation uh, for our rangelands. There's a new uh, product out there that allows tribes to do crop insurance and risk management on their um, on their lands, and the tribes can invest in it, and we can actually invest and plan for things like climate change and drought, and actually you know bring forth some um, some good resources for the tribe going down the road. Um, again, the possible hemp and cannabis operations uh, create revenue and employment for the tribes. Um, we're also looking at um, reliable and resilient power sources for the local community, you know, renewable energy funding, the, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, you know, that passed. That, that's going to be a big one that we're really looking at. Uh, one of the things that we also talked about was looking at enhanced tariff code to provide more support and investment for employee capacity development, employee training, you know, supporting employees, um, enterprise innovation plans for economic sustainability and resiliency, uh, increased housing opportunities um, out there, you know, uh, tax credit housing, fixing up some of our tribal units, um, making sure the homeless have a place to go, um, increased employment and contracting opportunities for tribal members, um, A363 and A363A, making sure those things are being followed up on and being monitored, um, increased opportunities for education, you know, that state scholarship that was good for a year. We're trying to go out and promote that and make sure uh, and see if the state can make that permanent, working with other schools to see if they can make that permanent for Native Americans. Um, we're looking at um, completing a tribal proclamation early next year and uh, looking at possibly doing a comprehensive plan update on, at that time as well. So we got some big plans and we're putting things together piece by piece and, and uh, you know, putting things in place to work really hard and make it happen. I just want to say, you know, I, I really, uh, you know, appreciate our tribal council. Um, this tribal council works really hard and they speak from their heart. And we sit down and we have those difficult conversations and we address those things that need to be addressed and we work forward. And we may not always agree on everything, but we make sure we get the work done before we, uh, we, we end our meeting. So, uh, yeah, we got a great group of people and I'm just honored to work with them. That's Warm Springs Tribal Council Chair Jonathan Smith with an update for the membership on the Warm Springs program. I'm Sue Matters reporting for 91.9 FM KWSO.